around my relationships before I, I met my now boyfriend, which we're almost together two years, it was a lot of like, oh, all men are bad. They're out to get me. They don't really love me, right? This story. And it's interesting because it starts to align the relationships, the money, the fears, right? Everything is connected, right? The same way you feel about money is probably the same way you feel about men or relationships and maybe the same way you feel about food and health, right? So it's like everything's connected. So it's like this fear that I had of like, okay, like I'm not safe then trickled into relationships of, oh, well, I'm also not safe in love and I'm not safe in relationships because they're gonna leave and I have to provide for myself. Right, it's like that that basic like survival mode. So I would say that was like the biggest thing I had to break through. Welcome everyone to Life is Lisa podcast. Our mission at Life is Lisa is to share people's stories and the challenges that they have overcome, so that those who are listening in can get the strength, the courage, and the hope to be their better selves. And today we have a truly magical guest. She is the one who has manifested her own dream life and is helping hundreds of thousands of people to do so for themselves. She has her own podcast, she's launching her course, and she's creating so much of useful and practical content that makes manifesting real. She has built a community of hundreds of thousands of people and is helping them daily. Julia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. What I love about your approach to manifesting is that there are some real steps and it's some, it sounds something like something more practical because some, something that I hear a lot about manifesting that is very wishy-washy and you cannot just think your way through to success. You have to take action. And I just love how practical your approach is. So how do you think about manifesting and where, what would be the first step to start manifesting? I love that question. And I really think that's what differentiates me in the space. And now I've shifted my brand a lot to manifesting through building your own business, life by design, and really going down that route. But why I've always brought really the practical approach is because I think there's too much fluff out there. There's too much, say your affirmations, do your gratitude journal, where people are just kind of like checking off a list. And then they're like, why isn't this working for me? And that's when I realized that manifesting is just deciding what you want and then becoming that person now before there's any 3D evidence. And I think that a lot of people will find it very woo-woo, very like spiritual and magical. And sometimes it can feel magical. Don't get me wrong, but it's definitely not magic. And it's definitely really can have this beautiful balance of the masculine and the feminine of like, this is what I want and who do I have to become in order to bring that into fruition. And that's really what my work teaches is like, yes, it can be fun and feminine and creative and all of that. But at the same time, you do have to do the work. You have to be disciplined. You have to take the actions. So my secret sauce is really blending the masculine and the feminine together to help people create their dream life and business. I think that's why what you teach actually works. 
because if you just use or lean in too much into the feminine, just creative, but not actually having that side of being disciplined and actually putting in the work and pushing through, it mm -hmm. will not work. And the same way, yeah. vice versa, right? If you just put in, in the work, you're disciplined, but you don't have that kind of imagination or creative side, it also will not yeah. work. And exactly. I love how you mentioned that you just need to think what kind of person you need to become to actually have that kind of reality and then actually take steps to become the person. But I do see how it could be quite challenging if you, for example, if you want to be fit and healthy, but for your whole life you were unhealthy and not fit. How do you even start imagining how would that person act or who that person would be if you if it's something so far so far removed from yourself and i know that you've undertaken a beautiful journey when you went from being in debt to actually now having your own business and being quite successful so how did you do the transformation yourself how did you go from not knowing how it would feel like that's so much abundance how it didn't feel to actually becoming that person and living that life Absolutely. So it's really about putting yourself in the shoes of the person who would already be abundant, right? So when you're in debt, you're in a really, you have this like negative relationship to money. That's the way that I think about it. You think it's hard to make money. You think, oh, you know, I'm always living paycheck to paycheck. It's kind of like this cycle. So when I was in debt was also the same time I discovered law of attraction and manifestation. So it went hand in hand and it was like a blessing in disguise because I never walked around being like, I'm in debt. I mean, I don't know who's going to walk in the streets and tell people that, but you get what I'm saying. I never felt that way. I never felt like, oh, I'm in debt. I have no money. I'm this, this, and this. I looked at it as like, this is just part one of the book right? Chapter one of the 20 page story. Like this is actually going to be my greatest come up story. I knew this from that moment. And that's why I took so many pictures during that time, because you probably know I was reselling my clothes on Poshmark. And I literally was like, mom, take this picture of me as I'm like sifting through clothes to sell that people were donating to me so I could pay off my debt during the pandemic. So what I was doing was really looking at it almost as if I was like living in this movie. And I was like, this is the movie of my life. This is just chapter one of the story, right? Part one of the story. Like, I can't wait for that social media post where I'm like, I'm debt free and teaching other people how to do that. So that was like my most like intrinsic motivation. And what I really did, and this is the biggest breakthrough that my clients have, my core students, everybody that I work with, is how can you already believe that you are that person without any physical evidence? So how can I believe I'm the version of me who has my own business, who's debt-free and all of that, right? That's the identity piece. How do I embody that? So like, this is where it's like the balancing act. So it's like if my friends were asking me to go out to dinner, right? It was me asking myself, am I not going because I'm afraid to spend money? Or am I not going because I, I truly don't want to go and it doesn't align with my goals and my visions? So sometimes the answer is I actually really want to go. I'm not going to let my debt define me. I'm going to go because I want to feel what it's going to feel like to go out to dinner and not have to worry about being in debt. But then there's also other times where it's like, okay, 
I don't actually align with this. I don't want to go. And this isn't an alignment with the person I'm trying to become. So it goes back to balancing the mindset of, I believe I am the most abundant version of me and what actions are going to align with that actually coming into fruition. I just love this breakdown so, so much. The only tricky part I find there is how do you actually know when it's the one where you actually truly want to go, but you feel like, you know, you don't want to spend money or when you actually, it's, it's not aligned with you because I feel like it requires a lot of self-awareness and listening to yourself to be able um, to differentiate between those two. So what helped you to become so in tune with yourself so that you can actually answer yourself honestly, because it is a hard question to answer. I love this question because this is why when people join my courses or work with me, it's so much about the self-awareness, about the mindset and about the identity piece. Because let's just say, right, maybe you buy a course on how to become debt-free and you learn how to become debt-free by a $50 course, let's just say. And then you're like, but wait, I don't believe that I'm worthy of being debt-free. It doesn't matter how much action you take two things could happen. One, you could become debt-free and then go in debt again, or you don't become debt-free. You blame the course. You say, this doesn't work for me, X, Y, and Z. At the end of the day, it all comes down to the identity. Who do you believe that you are? Who do you be What do you believe that you're worthy of? Because we are an energetic match for everything in our life. So whatever level of business someone's at, how much money they make, their relationships is a perfect energetic match for who they're being on the inside. So with that being said, how to answer that question is what is your relationship to self like? Do you trust yourself? And how do you learn how to trust yourself? You fuck up, you make mistakes and you say, well, this is what not trusting myself looks like. And this is what trusting myself looks like. And that's truly how you learn the difference by failing, right? How do you learn that not to touch the hot stove when you're a kid? Because you touch the hot stove, you burn your finger and you're like, oh, I'm never going to do that again. So where are you touching the hot stove in your life, burning yourself and saying, okay, now I know for next time. And it always feels so much worse when you had that feeling you knew something is off or yeah. your inner voice was telling you, oh, you should not do this or you should really do that. And yeah. then you don't listen to that inner voice. And then you find out that you were actually right and you did not trust yourself. Oh, I feel like nothing feels yeah. worse than that. When there is something kind of guiding you and telling you here or here. And I feel like that voice is very gentle as well. It's never screaming. It's almost like telling mm -hmm. you, just take this path. And yeah. I think it's something that took me a long time to become very trusting of that voice because sometimes you're taking a route that no one in your family has walked, right? Or mm -hmm. maybe none of your current friends or the circle that you're in, they're not doing that. So you're doing something yeah. so different. And then you start, you can start doubting yourself because everyone around you is like, why are you doing something so weird? But if you've managed to build that, trust bank account basically with yourself through other smaller acts, you can still trust that voice and do even crazier things because you just trust yourself and you trust that you'll figure it out in the end. And that's, as you were mentioning, it just seen one in the movie. <laughs>
<laughs> exactly. And also, it's always I love that because it's like the harsher the beginning of the movie, the better. Mm -hmm. the difference feels right because yeah. if you just if you're always okay and now you just became a bit better it doesn't feel as much of a progress but if you're like twenty five thousand dollars in debt and then you go to actually being abundant it feels like a giant leap and also the person that you've become in the process of actually doing that is even more yeah. incredible so true and a really big part of this all is your transformation story so now i teach right creating your life by design manifesting your dream life through building your own business because i've learned through my experience that the truest path to freedom is entrepreneurship right how do you manifest your dream life through having your own business where you can travel the world you can have an abundance of money healthy relationships right it's all connected it's a very holistic approach and a big thing that i teach for people who want to create their own business and things like that is what is your story right so i have my story where i was negative 25k in debt to multi six-figure business owner ceo of my own digital brand right a community of over 180,000 people among multiple platforms, my podcast just hit 10K downloads. So it's like, this is my story. Now, what is your story? What is your zero to hero? Because I think too many people are doing this like copy paste thing. They're like, oh, I see this. She has this in her bio. She has this on her page. Let me remake that or let me redo that. But this is why people feel suck because those strategies don't work for the long term. And for me, right, I want to be in this business for a lifetime, not for a few years. Who knows where social media will be in 20 years? But the thing is, no matter what new platform comes up, what new this, what new that, I'm still me with my self-awareness and my story. And I can bring that anywhere. Wasn't it scary to be so vulnerable and to open up about being 25K in debt? Because I feel like so many people actually, even if they have some kind of uh, harsh beginning, they would try to actually hide it because mm. it feels a bit, it feels like so, so hard to open up and be so vulnerable about something because you can start having so many limiting thoughts coming into your head uh, and people will, you would think like, oh, maybe people will not take me seriously, etc. Yeah. Or whatever is the beginning of your story. So how, how you, how did you? open up about it? Was it scary for you or? I love that question. So I think your success is the best evidence. Your results, right, is the best evidence. So yes, right, my story started 25K in debt, but look where I'm at now. And I can see how it can be vulnerable and how it can be scary. But at the same time, I knew that doing that would break down so many limiting beliefs for so many others. By me showing up and sharing, right? people learn by doing. They don't learn by what we say, they learn by what we do. I remember one time when I was like really, really young in like school, we watched this commercial showing us like on TV or something. And it was basically like this mom was saying to her son who was like five years old, like, you know, no smoking, don't smoke, smoking's bad for you. Ash has a cigarette in her hand. And then when the kid grows up, he ends up being a smoker. She's like, I told you not to smoke. You know, I told you I don't like it, blah, blah. But he's watching you your whole life smoking cigarettes. So that's the same in life, 
right? People are not going to listen to what you say if you don't have evidence to back it up, right? Because our brains, we need those results. We need that evidence, right? We need that logic. So how can you tie together, right? That, yeah, at first, I mean, now it's so ingrained into my story that I'm so open about it. But at first, definitely. And that's a great question that at first it's scary. And I think what's the scariest part actually is that when you first are building a brand, the only people that follow you are friends and family. So that's the scariest part. And you're like, okay, well, this is awkward. Now I just am exposing myself to everyone. Right. But then you realize that you're creating a movement and it's so much bigger than yourself. And if you hide the parts of you, that you think are weird, you think are quirky or vulnerable, you're actually hiding or you're holding yourself back from the ultimate success. Because the only thing that's gonna make you stand out in business, in life, and especially on social media, are those specific, weird, quirky, vulnerable things that make you different. I could not agree more. I feel like also with my social media journey, Whenever I open up and I'm just completely myself, I see a huge growth, basically new followers coming in, yeah. more people are engaged because I feel like people can relate to you when you're more human and you show yes. your weird things. And when you pretend to be perfect or just show yeah. your life as it's not, then people yeah. feel that it is fake and they don't come to you. Whereas when you just show the real things and your transformation journey, you inspire them because I feel like then they can feel that you've achieved something and maybe it's also real and achievable for them as well. Yeah. That you did not start with a perfect start and had everything. And that's why you've achieved the success, but it's not possible for them. So exactly. I, love, I, I love this approach so much and really wanted to dive deeper a bit into building the and creating identity and breaking limiting beliefs. What are some of your limiting beliefs that you've broken down in your journey of become this person that you are today? And what, what were some of those that you think were holding you back the most? I would say that the biggest limiting beliefs were one, this feeling of not feeling safe. And I think that came from being in debt and also kind of just lots of just generational trauma that had been passed down to me, right? My parents are immigrants. So there was always a lot of like scarce limiting beliefs around money. My parents had their own mom and pop, like their own business, but it's a storefront, a bakery. So it's very like hard physical labor. So I had like a lot of limiting beliefs around like, oh, if you like want to be safe, right? Have money to provide for your family and just the basic necessities, you have to work really hard. Like it's really hard to make money and almost like you should be really safe about your money. Money doesn't grow on trees, right? All those things that people say. And my podcast actually used to be called Break Out of the Matrix because it was all about breaking out of that, breaking out of that generational scarcity, breaking out of all of that that's passed down to you, right? Because your parents and ancestors, they only know as much as they know, right? Their intentions aren't to make it hard. It's just, this is the way they believe. This is the way they grew up. They're doing the best with what they have. So how can you be better, right? How can you break those down? So it was a lot around safety, around making money's hard. Money doesn't grow on trees. You have to save, save, save. Like you can't spend your money. That's reckless. That's irresponsible. Um, 
I would also say around like relationships, like my parents are divorced. So I never really had like a model of like healthy love. So that was something that I had to go out and create on my own. So around my relationships before I, I met my now boyfriend, which we're almost together two years, it was a lot of like, oh, all men are bad. They're out to get me. They don't really love me right? The story. And it's interesting because it starts to align the relationships, the money, the fears, right? Everything is connected, right? The same way you feel about money is probably the same way you feel about men or relationships and maybe the same way you feel about food and health, right? So it's like everything's connected. So it's like this fear that I had of like, okay, like I'm not safe, then trickled into relationships of, oh, well, I'm also not safe in love and I'm not safe in relationships because they're going to leave and I have to provide for myself, right? It's like that that basic like survival mode. So I would say that was like the biggest thing I had to break through. I'm so proud of you of breaking out of that cycle and also for your future generation creating such a more solid foundation of abundance and just bring, bringing a new beautiful energy into that. And just wanted to say, I have never thought about how the beliefs in one area actually starts spilling over to another area of your life. And then you can mm -hmm. see that actually it started somewhere and then it spilled over to all other areas. And then you kind of have the same thoughts, but just about different areas in your life. Yeah, and that realization that I just had when you were saying you, you were sharing your story, I think it's quite crazy. And I think it's really true. And it's also, I feel like it's true the other way around. Once you start having certain abund abundance thoughts in one area, I feel like it also is trickling down to other areas of your life. It, once yeah. you start seeing some good evidence in one area and you start going and it starts spilling over to other areas. It's fascinating. Absolutely. It's so true. And I didn't realize this until I saw like, okay, once I heal my relationship to money and I became debt free, I met my boyfriend and then we started dating. And then I started working on my relationship to food and my health. And like this year specifically has been so much about taking care of my physical and my mental health. And I realized that I used to be in like a lot of vicious cycles of like, oh, I'm only working out to look good, to only look a certain way. And it took me so long to overcome that. Like only recently when I started working with my functional nutritionist and I was like, I'm actually really happy in my body. And like, I'm really happy in the person that I've become, I'm cooking more. Like I just, I like, it's like so obvious that the same beliefs that I used to have around money and relationships are also in terms of health, right? This like fear. And it's like, nobody's perfect, right? I always say you can be a masterpiece and a work in progress. So every single day, it's like, how can you be better than the person you were yesterday? So it's like, focus on little areas of your life at a time, focus on little things at a time. Don't just try to be perfect and try to do everything all at once. It's so good that you said that because I feel like so many people, whenever you feel in a low place in your life, it can also feel quite overwhelming because you feel like you need to fix everything at the yes. same time and you just need to do, you need to fix your relationships. You need to fix your money issues. You need to find a job. You need to uh, work out and be healthy and take care yeah. of your mental health and all of this. And you start freaking out. And I love how 
you just mentioned that you focused first in one area of your life, which was becoming debt-free. And then when that calmed down, you moved to another area and not necessarily even moved. It just happened like that. Yeah. It's also like you plan it, but I love it because it's almost that you give space and time for a certain area to actually uh, heal and become better in that one. And I yeah. found that approach so, so practical and useful and less overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. Because something that, for example, I've done for myself in 2020, I thought I'll just take care of my physical health and workouts. And my goal for the year was to do 265 workouts. So basically work out five times a week and wow. building that habit. And I was just focusing on that one as my main one. And I knew that, okay, I have some other goals, but that would be my main one. Yeah. And I would be proud of myself if, if I accomplished that one. And it, it was so powerful because then in 2020, I built that habit. And then in 2021, awesome. you can add a new thing. So for example, I said, oh, let me start my podcast and let me release 100 episodes in 100 days. So basically an episode a day wow. just to really get the reps in. But then I still continued working out because now it became who I was. So now mm. it's not, it was not anymore a challenge. It yeah. was just my routine. But then the podcast thing was now the challenge and now the next year. And I feel like it's, it's such, such a great approach to take just to focus on one area in life and make sure maybe take some small steps to make that one better mm -hmm. and just trust the process that it will spill over to the other areas of your life as well. I love that. And it's so true. And it's like, what you're saying is that you change the belief right? We say the paradigm, the deeper inner knowing of like, this is who I am. And that's how you create sustainable change, right? Cause you're like, I'm not going on a workout plan to just work five, work out five times a week. You're like, I'm changing the identity of who I am. And this is what we do in my programs and in business is that a lot of people are looking for a strategy. They're looking for a secret. I don't care if you're talking about business, if you're talking about weight loss, if you're looking for relationships, they're looking for some like overnight thing, some overnight secret. They think, oh, I'm going to buy this course. This person has that one secret that I'm looking for. No, when you commit to yourself, when you invest to yourself, it's about making a commitment. I just recorded my whole podcast about investing in yourself this morning. You make a commitment and say, I'm acting as my future self now, right? You're committing to, okay, who's the version of me that would show up to work out five times a week? Who's the version of me that would be like, I posted a hundred podcasts. What would that person do? And it's like, when we have these intrinsic motivations, right? then you're like, okay, like I have purpose. I know what I'm working towards. And this is the biggest piece of the puzzle that people are missing. And they're looking for some three-step something. And it's like, there's no three steps to success. Yeah. And I feel like it's so powerful to just act as your future self would, mm -hmm. because then at one point, you will become the future self. Yeah, exactly. Without even realizing it at one point, the things that you once thought were impossible, actually your daily habits that you just do and that's just your life. And then you push the bar a bit higher and you move even further and further. And that's something that I actually wanted to ask you as well. How do you make sure that you actually 
keep pushing that bar higher and higher because I feel like you've achieved so much already. And then it's so easy to just settle and say, oh my mm -hmm. God, you know, my me three years ago would not even believe that this would be possible for me. And I've achieved even more than that. How do you keep going further and just not settle at where you are because you've already achieved so much? Oh, that's such a good question. I've never been asked that before. And I've done a lot of interviews and a lot of speaking gigs and clients have never been asked that. I love that question. I would say it's that like, I don't know, maybe it's that like deeper masculine in me of like, there's just always something more and not in a way where it's like, you have to always be doing more, but like, I just always feel like you're never, ever, ever going to reach your full potential. Like there's always an untapped part of you. So it's almost like once I accomplish something, once I do the thing, it's like, okay, what's next? And I think sometimes that can be challenging and not the healthiest because it's like, when are you really enjoying the success? And I know that's something that I've had to work through and I'm still working through, but I just also feel that this season of my life, like these next 10 years are going to just be continuing to move so quickly that I'm just like along for the ride. Like I'm here, like I want to do that. And for a while, like I've always been an overachiever. Like I've always wanted to achieve big things and always go bigger and play bigger. And I think it's about asking yourself, like what feels really scary to my mind, but exciting to my soul and letting that guide you. So making these goals that are like, holy shit, if I achieved that, I would blow myself away. But at the same time, having a deeper trust and knowing that like, this is totally possible and I'm going to make shit happen. I just had goosebumps when you were saying this. It's incredible because I feel like whenever you've done something that you thought you couldn't, it gives you such a strong dopamine hit almost. Yeah. That you want to know what else is there? What else can you do that? Yeah, you now think you can't, and then that 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 the phrase that you said when it feels scary for your mind but exciting yeah. for your soul, and just to pursue that—that's actually been my intention for this year, and oh, you've put it so that. well in in words. Because I I was listening to Jenna Kutcher, and mm -hmm. she mentioned that she selected a word for like, a certain word that she wanted um, to use in her year. So basically she would look through that word as the lens yeah. and her word was vibrant. Yeah, and I, love that. I decided to choose the word for this year. And I decided to choose the word challenge. So mm. I decided to challenge myself, but then whenever you are at crossroads, you can always kind of use that word as your lens and look through it. It's like, yeah. okay, there are two paths here which one corresponds with my word for the year and my word for the year is challenge. And then it has not been an easy year. <laughs> I love that. And that's like, I do that too. So my word for this year is focus. And it's so grounding to come back to that word because there will be experiences where like, for example, right? One thing that I'm working on this year is like spending less time consuming, more time creating. So like when I'll see myself scrolling, I'm like, 
I don't want to be doing this, like focus, focus, focus. Or like, if I get another idea, I'm like, I want to do this course or I want to do this thing. And I'm like, focus, like that's the word. And I think picking a word for the year is so inspiring because when you fall off track, it's like you keep yourself accountable. And it's such an easy way to get back on track because it's just word, one word. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love, I love the word folks because it does feel very grounding. And I also wanted to ask you because your word for the year is focus and you focus on few things, even though you're an overachiever and you want to do a million <laughs> things. One of those things is your course. And I know that it has a very special structure because you combine the money mindset, the money mindset, business manifestation all in one. And it's something quite rare. So could you please share a bit more about how, why did you decide to create a course like that? And who would you like to serve with the course? Absolutely. So when I first started creating courses almost two years ago now, it was always like just the mindset and the manifesting piece. And I was feeling like, you know, people were seeing success and they were being successful. And it was very like methodical, like, you know, do these things and journaling and identity work and all that stuff. But I always felt like there was something missing. Like, okay, they're successful. They manifest an unexpected check in the mail. They manifested a relationship. They manifested this. But now they wanted something more sustainable. And they wanted a way where they're like, okay, this isn't just like a quick win, like a quick dopamine hit. This is like true, sustainable. Like, this is my purpose. Like, this is my life. So I had created a program called Manifest Your Dream Life. And that was the same thing where it was like, okay, it was more geared towards female entrepreneurs because I've just always loved helping entrepreneurs. I love working with entrepreneurs. And what I realized through that was that like they were understanding the mindset of being an entrepreneur. They're like, I get it. Like I'm made for more. I am worthy, right? They did all the shadow work. They did the limiting beliefs work. They're like, fuck yes. Like on top of the world, they're like, and now what? Now, how do I transmute that energy to create something for a lifetime? How do I create that? And I'm like, business. Like you turn that power and you use that fuel to fuel your business. So it's like, even I was talking to one of my clients, she's like one of my best clients. And I was like, what do you think this course is missing? Because I always ask for feedback. And this is my signature program. And she's like, Julia, like the course is amazing. I wouldn't change a thing, but I would add something. She's like, the way I can describe it best is that you made me believe what's possible. You showed me what's possible and it clicked. But after it clicked, I want to know the business. I want to know how you built this empire. I want to know how you built your social media, how you built your brand, how you built your business. And I was like, you know what? I love talking about business. I love, and I'm like behind the scenes, my friends, my entrepreneur friends, my creator friends, I'm always talking business. I'm like, let's talk sales. Let's talk how to build your brand. Like I, I've, I work with clients behind the scenes, like helping them build their businesses. And I was like, why don't I just mix together the business strategy and the mindset and energetics? Because I've tried to just go all business in my own life, like all strategy, and it didn't work. I've tried to go all mindset. I believe in myself, right? Talk yourself up, all those things. Didn't work. Anytime that I've tr mixed together the two of like, I believe in myself, I'm worthy, I'm deserving, and I'm taking inspired actions strategically, 
That's the secret sauce. That's the magic. So what my newest program, the Conscious Creator Academy, is the next step. It's like the upgraded version of what Manifest Your Dream Life was. It's the upgraded version now called the Conscious Creator Academy because it's so much more than manifestation. And it's about consciously creating your dream life by building your own business. So discovering who you are, right? Doing that deeper inner work. That's been the core of my brand for years and now transmuting that energy to create a life of freedom, which is going to come through building your own business. I just wanted to point out two things that I just absolutely loved. The first one that you were mentioning is that you try to go both ways. You try to go just the business, the hard way, the strategy, doing the work, and then you try to go the other way, just the mindset, believing in yourself. And I almost feel like that's something that we discussed in the beginning of the podcast when mm. it was the combination of masculine and feminine energy, because the masculine energy can be, I see the problem, I'll fix it. I'll just do, 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 yeah. do, 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 do. And then it's more like the, the strategy and the actual work and just doing that business part. And then the, uh, the female energy is more creative. I'll just manifest it. You know, I'll just say the information. Yes. I'll just believe in myself. But actually, the only way for it to make it work is to combine the two. And it's so fascinating how that clicked. And I'm sure this course that you, you'll be uh, sharing with others will be serving so many people because I hope it also clicks for them. And the other part that I also wanted to mention is it's so cool how you mentioned that you've created the course. You started doing it like two years ago, and now it's also evolving. And I think that's a very important part because... Sometimes I feel like when you start and you start creating something, your first, the first version of whatever you've created is never your last version. Yes. It will still evolve and get better, but you've got to start taking action and actually put something out there and then work from there, get more feedback. Because mm -hmm. if you didn't put that first course out there ever, then you would not get, you would not have your clients who would give you now yeah. that feedback and allow to create the better course and then you get better and get better and better. And that's something that you mentioned in one of your stories when you said that someone wants to become a content creator, but then they never even open a social media page. Mm -hmm. So same, you want to have your own business, but you never even put your first product on the market. Yeah. So it's so interesting how you just created the space and then allowed for it to evolve. I, I just love that part. Yes. Thank you so much. And yeah, this is like the fourth or fifth version. So I'm like, oh my God, this is like the best, best version that's ever coming out there. Like I feel so good about it. It has all new material. We have like notion templates. We have sales scripts. We have scripts for you to use for brand collaborations. Cause that's also a big part of my business, like multiple four figure brand deals I've closed. So it's really just this whole like life by design aspect mm. and component. And really like it's the, the true reason why I created this course was because I had never seen something like it. And for too long, I thought it was a roadblock. So I thought it was a roadblock. Cause I'm like, are people going to understand what this means? Like, I've never seen anybody do this before. Like, oh, it must be wrong. Right. It's that like inner child that like, oh, well, it's not like this person's seven figure strategy. It's not like this person who makes more money than me. Right. But then the more I thought about it and I sat with that self-awareness and that intuition, I'm like, people need this. Like people need, like, this was what helped me 
go from a $0 launch to a $50,000 launch. This is what helped me. And that major struggle that I had, this was the turning point of my story. So if this could help me, why would I hide behind these beliefs of, oh, it's never been done before. And now say, this is the magic that's going to change. This is the magic that's going to change the world. Like mark my words, we can come back to this. Like, this is going to be my million dollar course. I know it. I feel it. Like when I, when I know something in my stomach and my gut, I know it. And it's like, I feel so, so good about this course and that it's truly, truly going to help people because this was the exact thing that I needed when I was kind of like, I know I'm made for more. I know what I want. I know the kind of life I want. How do I get there? What's the bridge to get there? And this course is that answer. It's so beautiful. And also it's a reminder that that voice, the one that doubts us never goes away. It doesn't yeah. matter how much self-work you do yeah. because you keep doing something that's even more and more challenging. And yeah. that's why you'll always face new and new limiting beliefs that you were not aware of before. But it's the having that self-awareness that actually helps you work through it because you recognize that, oh, it's a limiting belief. And actually mm. how silly it is that I am not doing something that has never been done before just because it has never been done before, even though it, it, it will serve so many people if I do it. And yeah. actually you'll be creating a disservice if you don't put it on the market. Those exactly. People yeah. I it, always it, say that. Yeah. I also remember because I've also created my course and I, when I was great, because it was my, it's my first course ever. And I created like the first draft version and I just shared it with a few girls and I was like, can you please just do it? It's for free. Give me the yeah. feedback. I love that. How it goes. And then they loved it. And I was like, okay, this is now scary <laughs> because yeah. now I have to actually record it properly and put it together and organize mm -hmm. the whole thing behind it. But then whenever I would doubt myself, I would think back on those girls whose life changed because they did that course. And how that. selfish of me would it be to let my own limiting beliefs stop me? Yeah. So whoever is listening, if you have any limiting beliefs that are stopping you from taking action, you're doing a disservice to people out there who you might be serving, who need yes. to hear your story. I love it. I literally always say that. So I stand behind everything that you're saying, like 1 million percent. Oh, and before I ask my last question, where can people connect with you and then afterwards find out about your course, listen to your podcast and all other beautiful things that you're creating? Absolutely. So my name is Julia Guerreri. I spell my name with a G and my Instagram is at I am Julia Guerreri, TikTok as well. And my podcast is called My Dream Life, My Dream Life with Julia Guerreri. And with my course, it's called the Conscious Creator Academy. I will send you the link so you can share in the show notes. And I also have a free training coming up called the Manifest Your Dream Business, where I'm actually going to be teaching for free the combination of mindset and energetics with the business strategy. So it's, that training specifically is going to be about start growing and monetizing your personal brand. And I will share all those links with you. And then you can put them in the show notes so people can find me there. Beautiful. And my last question is quite a challenging one. So let's imagine you are 80 years old. You're looking back on your life. 
and you think, I wish I've done that. So now we go back to this very present moment. There is something mm -hmm. that you already know that you absolutely have to do, but you have not done it yet. What mm -hmm. would that be for you? So the first thing I thought of was impact. Like that was the first word that came up for me. I was like, impact, impact. And then I was thinking like, in what way, right? Speaking, yeah, but I already feel like I kind of do that because I have my podcast, YouTube. I do a lot of guest speaking, things like that. And I would say definitely my book. Like I want to write a book. It doesn't feel like right now, but it feels like soon, like within the next few years. So I would definitely say write my book because I know that it will impact, you know, like the, the strongest way that I ever could is going to be through that book. It's just not ready yet. That's so beautiful. Julia, thank you so much for coming onto the show. It has been such a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having me.